0: everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part. A podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome to God's Plan, Your Part. Today we're finishing out Jeremiah. It is officially the last day. We're in chapters 51 and 52. And I think a question that I'm just thinking automatically is, have you ever been in a place where somebody said, I told you so? (laughs) Um, We are looking at this final... Uh, like desolation that is the people of Israel that are being finally taken away. It is actually happening. Um, And Babylon is going to be coming out on top. Uh, We have some moments of I told you so with Zedekiah Um, in chapter 52. There are moments where we actually see word for word things happening that Jeremiah um, had prophesied about. Unfortunately, these "I told you so"s are like super disheartening because they just had to listen, but they didn't. Um, so those that was something that initially stuck out to me in this chapter, in these chapters.
1: Basically, you already said this, but we see everything happen mm-hmm. that was supposed to happen. We've already read about the fall of Jerusalem uh, in Second Chronicles thirty six, and also at the end of Second Kings. So we've hit this story several times. And all of the texts like corroborate each other. Um, so we see that Zedekiah rebels against Babylon, and Zedekiah and his court and his officials and his leaders they're basically carried to Ribla and put to death. Mm-hmm. And then we also see um, that you know Babylon is growing in its strength. It's interesting the the differences between chapter fifty and then chapter fifty one because chapter fifty. Is all about the fall of Babylon, mm-hmm. that Babylon is going to be utterly destroyed. And Jeremiah apparently wrote all this down and sent it with a messenger to Babylon, and the guy read the message in Babylon.
0: It's actually very similar to what he did with Baruch with the people yep. of Israel.
1: So it's kind of a scary mission. Uh, and then apparently after he reads the book, he just ties a stone to it and throws it into the phrase. <laughs> um, so Jeremiah like seems, to be, Mary moment. <laughs> he seems to be a fan of theatrical uh-huh. things. Um, but we, we do like there's, there is no Babylon anymore. Babylon was destroyed, um, and taken over by the Medes and the Persians. You can read about that in Daniel. Daniel is observing this firsthand, uh, seeing this kind of tumultuous period in world history where these leaders are just flipping over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, but we see that Babylon is going to be destroyed. We see that Jerusalem is destroyed. And the, the one thing that kind of lays heavy on my heart as I read it, like if you've been on this journey with us the whole way, um, the last time we heard specific measurements of oh, the bronze and of the that. pillars.
0: And all those pomegranates. Of
1: all the pomegranates was when Solomon was having them constructed, mm-hmm. which was at this point hundreds of years ago.
0: And I feel like that's like really critical too because... Like everything was go- like, all these people were going to be taken away, but at the same time, the temple is going to be completely destroyed, and you have all of these like you know it's the worst of the worst. You have all of these descriptions of all the things that they're taking, all the silver, the gold. Like they don't care that it's like this supposed holy, sacred place. Yeah, they just, just want whatever they can lose from material, it. and it's like dang, because it said anything that was silver was taken as silver, not as like specific like dishes or stands or whatever. It was just like oh. That's gold. We're taking the gold. And
1: the the bronze sea and the bronze bulls, they were just smashed into pieces. Yep,
0: because they were so heavy and so large.
1: And they were crafted by craftsmen who were filled Mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit to be able to accomplish the task of building the temple. So Solomon reigned in around 950, 60, 70. uh, And we're reading about the reign of Zedekiah, which is like five... 86. Well, that's like, that is the fall of Jerusalem 586. So we're talking like 400 ish years, um, between the construction of the temple and the destruction of the temple. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of sad Yeah,
0: because like I, in my mind, I think of like that slow, like, you know, there's certain things in my own life where it feels like there's like this slow decay of time and things that are just kind of like ruined over the ages. And this is one of those instances where it's just, it's so sad. Something that used to mean something so important, but God is at the same time, he doesn't, he's not holding back. He's just like, yep, go ahead, take it over because it wasn't doing, like they weren't doing with it what they were supposed to anyway. So just like allow it to be All things made new. Like, just take it away. Get rid of it.
1: Another weird tie to Solomon is we hear about Solomon building the temple when Solomon is in a wise place and Mm -hmm. in a place of following the Lord. It is also Solomon who, in large part, introduces this mass idolatry across the nation. So... Here we also kind of see like the fruit of Solomon's mm-hmm. indiscretion,
0: all coming to um, a point, and
1: the the harm that it has brought on the people. And we've we've heard generation after generation of people, um, but we as we've been reading, um, the northern kingdom of Israel had been carried off into the Assyrian Empire in seven twenty two. Uh, Now Judah has been kind of the remnant, kind of the the last people that was left, and now Judah is being carried off.
0: Well, that's interesting that you're saying that, because in the end of, well, I guess middle to end of chapter uh, 52, there's like some smaller numbers, numbers that I would not have expected. Much smaller numbers. But what you have to remember is what you just said, is that this has not been like a one like one foul swoop, everybody coming all together at one time into Babylon. They've been taken by like chunk after chunk after chunk. And this is like you said, that last remaining piece.
1: And don't forget that it's been a very war torn era. And so many people have already fled. Many people have like emigrated out of Jerusalem. They wanted to get out of there. Uh, Many people have died. They've been under siege for a long time. There was literally no food for the people to eat. And so that is why the numbers are much smaller mm-hmm. uh, and also why Jerusalem is not this incredible city at this point. Like it's this really broken, desolate, sad, pathetic. sad place. So that is the end of the book of Jeremiah. Uh, I have enjoyed the book of Jeremiah. You're probably sick of hearing me say that.
0: Done with the emo prophet. <laughs> uh,
1: I do not endorse that name. That's Jenny's own. Uh...
0: <laughs> I mean, he just threw a rock with a note on it. Like, come on.
1: So I think uh, rather than a your your part from 50 and 51.
0: 51 and 52.
1: or Yeah, what is it? Yeah, sorry. Rather than a your part from 51 and 52, I guess that one is like obey the Lord or be carried into exile. (laughs) Um, The your part is obvious from the book of Jeremiah. Be faithful to God. Honor God. Honor only God. Uh, There are so, so many things in our lives that are infiltrated by idolatry. Like, I Mm -hmm. I hate that. Um, I have pushed against that in my life. I've chosen not to believe that in periods of my life. We don't bow down to stone idols as much anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't worship little wooden creations. Um, But man, there are so many things in our lives that take our affections away from the Lord. And we are deeply, deeply, deeply affected by our culture and how we relate to the Lord. And so I think the book of Jeremiah is a strong call out to faithfulness to only God. And we see that God is merciful. We see that he is gracious. We have seen that throughout the books that we've been reading, but we also see that there is an end to his grace. And we need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And because God is just, he does punish people for their unfaithfulness. So the, the overwhelming takeaway for me from the book is to love God and love only God and be faithful to God, and fight anything in your life that pulls you away from God like crazy, and do not allow that to stand in your life. Mm -hmm. And so that's my invitation to you. If there are things that are pulling your affections away from the Lord, I think you should really consider what it would be like to cut those things out of your life Mm -hmm. um, and replace them with things that do stir your affections for the Lord, that enhance your worship of God, Um, Because we are called to be God's people and only God's people. And we do see that God is gracious and he's merciful, um, but he doesn't like competing for our attention. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I just invite you to cast your full attention upon him and your worship upon him, uh, because we have seen that those that were faithful to God were spared some of this stuff. And so I think that remains to be true for us today. So love the Lord your God, worship only him. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll be jumping into Lamentations. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word, and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Jeremiah chapter fifty one Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will stir up the spirit of a destroyer, against Babylon, against the inhabitants of Lab Chamai. And I will send to Babylon winnowers, and they shall winnow her, and they shall empty her land, when they come against her from every side, on the day of trouble. Let not the archer bend his bow, and let him not stand up in his armor. Spare not her young men. Devote to destruction all her army. They shall fall down slain in the land of the Chaldeans and wounded in her streets. For Israel and Judah have not been forsaken by their God, O Lord of hosts. But the land of the Chaldeans is full of guilt against the Holy One of Israel. Flee from the midst of Babylon. Let everyone save his life. Be not cut off in her punishment, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance, the repayment He is rendering her. Babylon was a golden cup in the Lord's hand, making all the earth drunken. The nations drank of her wine, therefore the nations went mad. Suddenly, Babylon has fallen and been broken. Wail for her. Take balm for her pain. Perhaps she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she was not healed. Forsake her and let us go each to his own country. For her judgment has reached up to heaven and has lifted up even to the skies. The Lord has brought about our vindication. Come, let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God. Sharpen the arrows, take up the shields. The Lord has stirred up the spirit of the kings of the Medes, because His purpose concerning Babylon is to destroy it. For that is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance of His temple. Set up a standard against the walls of Babylon. Make the watch strong. Set up the watchmen. Prepare the ambushes. For the Lord has both planned and done what He has spoken concerning the inhabitants of Babylon. O you who dwell by many waters, rich in treasures, your end has come. The thread of your life is cut. The Lord of hosts has sworn by Himself. Surely I will fill you with men, as many as locusts, and they shall raise the shout of victory over you. It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens, and he makes the mist rise from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain, and he brings forth the wind from his storehouses. Every man is stupid and without knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols. For his images are false, and there is no breath in them. They are worthless, a work of delusion. At the time of the punishment they shall perish. Not like these is he who is the portion of Jacob. For he is the one who formed all things, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. You are my hammer and my weapon of war. With you I will break nations in pieces. With you I will destroy kingdoms. With you I break in pieces the horse and his rider. With you I break in pieces the chariot and the charioteer. With you I break in pieces man and woman. With you I break in pieces the old man and the youth. With you I break in pieces the young man and the young woman. With you I break in pieces the shepherd and his flock. With you I break in pieces the farmer and his team. With you I break in pieces governors and commanders. I will repay Babylon and the inhabitants of Chaldea before your very eyes for the evil that they have done in Zion, declares the Lord. Behold, I am against you, O destroying mountain, declares the Lord, which destroys the whole earth. I will stretch out my hand against you and roll you down from the crags and make you a burnt mountain. No stone shall be taken from you for a corner and no stone for a foundation, but you shall be a perpetual waste, declares the Lord. Set up a standard on the earth. Blow the trumpet among the nations. Prepare the nations for war against her. Summon against her the kingdoms, Ararat, Mini, and Ashkenaz, Appoint a marshal against her. Bring up horses like bristling locusts. Prepare the nations for war against her, the kings of the Medes with their governors and deputies, and every land under their dominion. The land trembles and rise in pain, for the Lord's purposes against Babylon stand. To make the land of Babylon a desolation, without inhabitant. The warriors of Babylon have ceased fighting. They remain in their strongholds. The strength has failed. They have become women. Her dwellings are on fire her bars are broken, one runner runs to meet another, and one messenger to meet another, to tell the king of Babylon that his city is taken on every side, the fords have been seized, the marshes are burned with fire, and the soldiers are in panic, for thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, the daughter of Babylon is like a threshing floor, at the time when it is trodden, yet a little while, and the time of the harvest will come, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, has devoured me, he has crushed me, he has made me an empty vessel, He has swallowed me like a monster. He has filled his stomach with my delicacies and has rinsed me out. The violence done to me and my kinsmen to be upon Babylon, let the inhabitant of Zion say, my blood be upon the inhabitants of Chaldea, let Jerusalem say. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I will plead your cause and take vengeance for you. I will dry up her sea and make her fountain dry and Babylon shall become a heap of ruins, the haunt of jackals, a horror and a hissing. Without inhabitant, they shall roar together like lions, they shall growl like lions' cubs. While they are inflamed, I will prepare them a feast and make them drunk, and they may become merry. Then sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, declares the Lord. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams and male goats. How Babylon is taken, the praise of the whole earth is seized. How Babylon has become a horror among the nations, the sea has come up on Babylon. She is covered with tumultuous waves. Her cities have become a horror, a land drought and desert, a land in which no one dwells, and though which no sun may pass. And I will punish Bel in Babylon, and take out of his mouth what he has swallowed. The nations shall no longer flow to him. The wall of Babylon has fallen. Go out of the midst of her, my people. Let everyone save his life from the fierce anger of the Lord. Let not your heart faint and be fearful at the report heard in the land, when a report comes in one year and afterward a report in another year, and violence is in the land, and ruler is against ruler. Therefore, behold, the days are coming when I will punish the images of Babylon. Her whole land shall be put to shame, and all her slain shall fall in the midst of her. Then the heavens and the earth and all that is in them shall sing for joy over Babylon, for the destroyers shall come against them out of the north, declares the Lord. Babylon must fall for the slain of Israel, just as for Babylon have fallen in the slain of the earth. You who have escaped from the sword, go, do not stand still. Remember the Lord from far away, and let Jerusalem come into your mind. We are put to shame, for we have heard reproach. Dishonor has covered our face, for foreigners have come into the holy places of the Lord's house. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will execute judgment upon her images, and through all her land the wounded shall groan. Though Babylon should mount up to heaven, and though she should fortify her strong height, yet destroyers would come for me against her, declares the Lord. A voice, a cry from Babylon, a noise of great destruction from the land of the Chaldeans. For the Lord is laying Babylon waste and stilling her mighty voice. The waves roar like many waters, The noise of their voice is raised, for a destroyer has come upon her, upon Babylon. Her warriors are taken, their bows are broken in pieces, for the Lord is a God of recompense. He will surely repay. I will make drunk her officials and her wise men, her governors, her commanders, and her warriors. They shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, declares the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord of hosts, The broad wall of Babylon shall be leveled to the ground, and her high gates shall be burned with fire. The people's labor for nothing, and the nations weary themselves only for fire. The word that Jeremiah the prophet commanded Sariah, the son of Neriah, the son of Masiah, when he went out with Zedekiah, the king of Judah, to Babylon. In the fourth year of his reign, Sariah was the quartermaster. Jeremiah wrote in a book all the disaster that should come upon Babylon, and these words that are written concerning Babylon. And Jeremiah said to Sariah, When you come to Babylon, see that you read all these words, and say, O Lord, you have said concerning this place that you will cut it off, so that nothing shall dwell in it, neither man nor beast, and it shall be desolate forever. When you finish reading this book, tie a stone to it and cast it into the midst of the Euphrates, and say, Thus shall Babylon sink, to rise no more, because of the disaster that I am bringing upon her, and they shall become exhausted. Thus far are the words of Jeremiah. Chapter 52 Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamilton, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna, and he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For because of the anger of the Lord, it came to the point in Jerusalem and Judah that he cast them out of his presence. And Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon, and in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, and on the tenth day of the month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came with all his army against Jerusalem and laid siege to it. And they built siege works all around it. So the city was besieged till the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. On the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine was so severe in the city that there was no food for the people of the land. Then a breach was made in the city, and all the men of war fled and went out from the city by night by the way of a gate between the two walls, by the king's garden. And the Chaldeans were around the city, and they went into the direction of the Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued the king and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho, and his army was scattered from him. Then they captured the king and brought him up to the king of Babylon at Riblah, and the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. The king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes, and also slaughtered all the officials of Judah at Riblah. He put out the eyes of Zedekiah and bound him in chains, and the king of Babylon took him to Babylon and put him in prison till the day of his death. In the fifth month, on the tenth day of the month, that was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, who served the king of Babylon, entered Jerusalem, and he burned the house of the Lord, and the king's house, and all the houses of Jerusalem. Every great house he burned down, and all the army of the Chaldeans, who were with the captain of the guard, broke down all the walls around Jerusalem. And Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captives, some of the poorest of the people, and the rest of the people who were left in the city and the deserters who had deserted the king of Babylon together with the rest of the artisans. But Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard left some of the poorest of the land to be vinedressers and plowmen. And the pillars of bronze that were in the house of the Lord, and the stands and the bronze sea that were in the house of the Lord, the Chaldeans broke in pieces and carried all the bronze to Babylon. And they took away the pots and the shovels and the snuffers and the basins and the dishes for incense and all the vessels of bronze used in temple service. Also the small bowls, and the firepans, and the basins, and the pots, and the lampstands, and the dishes for incense, and the bowls for drink offerings. What was of gold the captain of the guard took away as gold, and what was of silver as silver. As for the two pillars, the one sea, the twelve bronze bulls that were under the sea, and the stands which Solomon the king had made for the house of the Lord, the bronze of all these things was beyond weight. As for the pillars, the height of one of the pillars was eighteen cubits. Its circumference was twelve cubits, and its thickness was four fingers, and it was hollow. On it was a capital of bronze. The height of the one capital was five cubits, and a network of pomegranates. All of bronze were around the capital, and the second pillar had the same with pomegranates. There were ninety-six pomegranates on the sides, and all the pomegranates were a hundred upon the network all around. And the captain of the guard took Siriah the chief priest— and Zephaniah the second priest, and the three keepers of the threshold. And from the city he took an officer who had been in command of the men of war, and seven men of the king's council, who were found in the city. And the secretary of the commander of the army, who mustered the people of the land, and sixty men of the people of the land, who were found in the midst of the city. And Nebuzaradan the captain of the guard, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. And the king of Babylon struck them down and put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah was taken into exile out of its land. This is the number of the people who Nebuchadnezzar carried away captive in the seventh year, 3,023 Judeans. In the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar, he carried away captive from Jerusalem 832 persons. In the 23rd year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuzaradan, and the captain of the guard carried away captive of the Judeans 745 persons. All the persons were 4,600. And in the 27th year of the exile of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, In the twelfth month, on the twenty-fifth day of the month, evil Merodach, the king of Babylon, in the year that he began to reign, graciously freed Jehoiachin, king of Judah, and brought him out of prison. And he spoke kindly to him and gave him a seat above the seats of the kings who were with him at Babylon. So Jehoiachin put off his prison garments, and every day of his life he dined regularly at the king's table. And for his allowance, a regular allowance was given to him by the king according to the daily needs, until the day of his death as long as he lived." Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.